0: Hello, my friend. Before we get into the Hairstylist Rising podcast, I have to tell you a secret. I just launched a brand new podcast called The Visionary Rising. You are going to love this new podcast if you're ready for beyond the basics marketing, business, mindset, and visibility for creative entrepreneurs, including hairstylists, educators, coaches, photographers, and online business owners. And Hairstylist Rising will remain a place where you can listen in on conversations with industry leaders, whereas the actual marketing and mindset lessons from yours truly will mostly exist over on the new show. So make sure you go follow wherever you're listening to this podcast. The Visionary Rising was born because I realized that although we come from similar backgrounds in terms of a lot of us being hairstylists, we need to stop seeing ourselves just as our job description and start seeing ourselves for who we truly are in my community i realize the thing we have in common isn't just the beauty industry it's that we are visionaries we are creatives with heart we have so much purpose and a burning desire to make a huge impact we want to build businesses that give us the lifestyles that we dream about and also start a ripple effect for our clients and communities Now, here's the fun thing. I've actually created a bunch of bonus content for you, and all you have to do is hit subscribe on the Visionary Rising podcast over on your favorite podcast player and leave a rating so I can see what you think. Then just send me a DM and DM me a screenshot over on Instagram on the brand new page, the Visionary Rising, and we'll send your bonus goodies over. I am so excited for you to listen into this new show. We have just dropped three incredible episodes to celebrate our launch. So pause this, go check out The Visionary Rising, and we can get into today's episode. Hi, I am your host, Jody Brown, host of the Hairstyles Rising podcast. And this week, you are going to want to grab a notebook as we dive into the five revenue-killing mistakes that you might be making on Instagram. Welcome to Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jodi Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. Hi, and welcome to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I am your host, Jody Brown. Now, today's episode was inspired by one of the most frequently asked questions from students in my programs, my one-on-one coaching clients, and also my audience on Instagram. The question is actually usually phrased as a statement, and it's some variation of this. I feel like I'm doing everything right, and I'm not getting anything out of Instagram, not getting any of the opportunities they're looking for, but basically what it means is that they are not hitting their goals. So first things first, setting goals is going to help you determine why you're using the platform, but the purpose of today's episode, we're going to assume that you've already done that. Now this can be different things at different times in your career, but the problem that we're addressing today is that your strategy or lack of strategy isn't helping you hit your goals. Wait, wait, back up. Strategy? You mean we don't just post cute photos and hope for the best anymore? Is probably what you're thinking right now. Well, my friend, you can absolutely do that, but it's probably not going to work out that well unless you get really, really lucky. I spend a lot of time in the online space as a content creator and branding and marketing strategist for beauty brands. And I see a lot of patterns and trends when it comes to building a business. And I've also noticed a trend with hairstylists that feel like they're doing everything right, but they're still not getting the results that they want. So without further ado, we are going to dive into the five revenue killing mistakes that you might be making on Instagram because invariably it has been one of these five things that is preventing the stylists that I have talked to grow on Instagram and in their business. It is tanking their engagement and preventing them from turning followers into clients. Now, just as a disclaimer, before I get a bunch of DMs saying I don't use Instagram and my business is booming. That is great, my friend. I'm happy for you but you're in the minority and maybe you don't need to listen to this episode. However, as my friend Lindsay Mayuga from the She Makes Waves podcast would say, I may not have needed Instagram to build the business I have today, but what about the business I want tomorrow? That is some food for thought for you. I still believe in Instagram as one of the best tools for building a brand and business and learning how to do it well. So number one, not responding to comments or bothering to engage with your community now there is a rumor going around and i have heard people that i love and respect say that only six percent of your audience will see your instagram content and i think that that is meant to you know allow people to take some of the weight off of them and all of the things like that so i feel that it is good intentions But it's an arbitrary number and it's not really true. This is somewhere along the lines of like the base rate that if no one engages with your content, maybe only 6% will see it. But that number doesn't come from any actual fact. Um, Like I said, it is more of just an arbitrary figure. So here's the deal with responding to comments for the sake of engagement. Instagram has a vested interest in you enjoying your experience on their app. Why? Because you stay on it longer and are more likely to see ads, which therefore increases their revenue. But I digress. So anyways, because of that, they want you to see content that you care about. That's why you're not seeing the, that's why it all changed in 2018 from just a chronological feed order. So according to Instagram, there are six key factors, interest, relationship, timeliness, frequency, following, and usage when it comes to determining who will see your content. But for the purpose of this discussion, I'm gonna focus on just one, relationship. So one of the ways Instagram determines your relationship is how and if you interact. Building the relationship isn't just good for your engagement, it's crucial for your business. At the end of the day, business is about relationships, and if you're ignoring your audience, they're very unlikely to wanna support you. I don't need to look any further than my own consumer habits for proof of this. But trust me, there is plenty of evidence that suggests people buy from people. And if you don't take the time to show and give them the time of day, it's not likely that they're going to want to spend their hard-earned dollars with you. Now, I will say this again, liking a comment is not the same. I want you to picture this scenario, okay? You are standing at the front desk at your salon. And a client walks in off the street. They liked your sign. They thought that um, they saw your window display was super, super cute. So they walk in, they say hi, they engage you in conversation, and you turn on your heel and walk to the back room and close the door. That is how people, that's how it looks to people when you don't bother to respond to their inquiries, especially for clients stylists. Sometimes I feel that because if we're into Instagram marketing, we likely spend a lot of time on the app. And so we have a little bit more knowledge than the average person of Instagram. So to us, you know, not responding to a comment can be like, Oh, well, you know, People get lots of comments. We comment on lots of stuff. Whereas if this is a potential consumer or a potential client that we're talking about and they, you know, make the move, they comment on your stuff and they hear nothing back, it can feel like a snub. And furthermore, if people are looking at your posts, say a potential client sees a beautiful hair photo and or a photo of you, they're intrigued. They come on over. They start to look through a few of your posts if they see a bunch of comments and you haven't taken the time to reply, it can put a bad taste in someone's mouth. And it can honestly, at an extreme, prevent them from ever starting a conversation with you. So it is really, really important that you appreciate the people that take the time out of their day to engage with your content. It's just good manners beyond being good for the algorithm. However, that relationship piece Also, in a way, can help to algorithm-proof a lot of it. If you're creating really great content, the kind of content, and I'm not talking just posting hair photos, but we'll get to that in a little while. But if you're creating the kind of content that makes people want to come search for your page, that is automatically going to make you show up quicker in their feed. And this is coming from, I was reading an article that was they had interviewed one of the engineers, the software engineers from Instagram. So this is from the horse's mouth. And when you DM with people, when people search your profile, when they engage with your content, they are then more likely to see more of it. And when someone follows you, they are even more likely to see that content initially. And then once they start to engage with it, then they are more likely to see more of it. So the best way to encourage people to engage with your content is to take the time to have the conversation with them, right? That is what's going to build a relationship. And at the end of the day, once that relationship is there, all of these tips and tricks and gimmicks to get better engagement on your content are less important. And you can start focusing on the thing that matters and that is having a content strategy that actually connects with your audience. So if you take nothing else away from this episode, Take the time to engage with your community because it is important. And this does not have to be, I'm not telling you to spend six hours a day. I am saying, what if instead of when your client is processing, what if instead of scrolling Instagram, which we all know that we do, what if instead you spent those 15, 30 minutes Actually going and engaging with your audience? What if you spent those 15 minutes ensuring that your comments were responded to? Ensuring that you actually went and checked out some of your some of those potential guest content. Maybe you gave them a little bit a little bit of engagement back. It's so important to start thinking of social media as social. The post and ghost thing. Is really really rarely effective anymore because people buy from people and they want to see you so I hope this encourages you please if you take like I said if you take nothing else from this episode you want to respond to your comments and the second crucial mistake that I see a lot of salon owners and hairstylists um, making is not using local hashtags So according to Instagram approved scheduling platform, Later Media, a post with at least one Instagram hashtag averages 12.6 more engagement than posts without hashtags. So hashtags in general are very important. They serve as a search term and a way for new audiences to see your content, which increases your visibility, reach, and new potential clients and customers. So the way it works is if you have a public Instagram account, And you add a hashtag to a post that post will be visible on the corresponding hashtag page. So by discovering the right hashtags that your dream clients actually search, it has the potential to get you in front of your target audience. You can reach more people who have never connected with you before. How freaking cool is that? I want you to get excited about this as an opportunity. Beauty pros a few decades ago could not have dreamed of such an easy way to connect with potential clients and not just any clients, the exact kind of clients you want. So back to more basics, you can use 30 hashtags per post and the kind of hashtags you use will vary based on your goals. But for beauty pros who are looking to grow a local clientele, the absolute key to hashtag success is thinking local you want to think outside the box a little bit too. So not just hashtag the name of your city and then salon or hair, but what about other things that your dream clients might be searching for? So maybe for instance, they are also searching for yoga studios and photographers or local coffee shops and bars. This is going to require a little research and this is going to require knowing your audience, which if you are serious about your marketing, should be the first thing you do, but some great ways to look at these hashtag possibilities and to check it out is to check out the hashtags that other local businesses or influencers that have the audience that you want are using. So, Say there is a say again, I'm gonna use this example. Your dream client hangs out at a local coffee shop that is killing it on Instagram. They have a really great following, their page is super engaged, you love their content. Um, I would go and check out what hashtags they are using. You're gonna want to do a lot of research, and again, hashtags are one of those things that you test and change. So that is one of the many ways that you can you can get some suggestions. Also, influencers in your area. These are not likely to be as good because influencers don't tend to care about having a local market, but you still might get some great ideas if they're partnering with local businesses. Um, you can also check out your competitors. So if you have people in your area that have really great clients um, or do similar type of work that you do you can always go and check out the hashtags they are using as well. And keep in mind, this is not, that's not a competitive way of thinking because there is a stylist for everyone and there's a client for everyone. So it's just going to give you a little bit of context and it's basically just research. So it's not like you're going to go and just completely copy someone else's hashtag strategy, but it can be great for inspiration. Now, the, another way is you can type the name of your city into the hashtag bar on Instagram and see what comes up. So when you go into the Instagram app, you will go to the search, the little search bar, the little magnifying glass. And at the top, you can type in at the top search bar, the third tab over is tags. This is hashtags. So if you type in the name of your city It is going to auto-populate a ton of hashtags that have the name of that city at the beginning. Now, you can go through and you can take a look and see which ones are popular, which ones might be too popular. Um, I tend to go for hashtags that are between 5,000 and 500,000. A lot of the time, too, if you have a city, if you're in a city, you'll see hashtags like, for instance, I just looked up Kelowna. So hashtag Kelowna has 1.9 million posts. The chances of you getting traction and getting seen on a hashtag that's that popular are are a little bit slim. However, the hashtag #KelownaBC only has 233,000 posts. That is a much better odds, right? So it even goes down as I'm looking, it filters down to even like 25,000 posts, which is totally fine. If you can go, like, depending on where you are, there will be more or less hashtags and more or less posts. So it's important to keep in mind, if you're in a smaller city, you may not find hashtags that have a million posts on them. And that is absolutely okay. That's why I say between 5,000, 500,000, anywhere in that range is usually okay. And it's dependent on the city that you're in. But you're going to want quite a few different sets of hashtags, which we're also going to get into in a minute here. Another way that you can search for hashtags is you can look for related hashtags to ones that have already proven effective for you. That's an easy and effective way to grow your community and therefore potential client pool. So go ahead and type your hashtag into the app search bar and then select tags from the menu again. Then you'll be able to see all of the top hashtags that are closely related to your own hashtag. That is going to give you additional ways to reach, monitor, and engage with your community. I cannot stress enough the importance of local hashtags because if you were trying to build an, an audience, a local audience, and you have a local business then there's no point in people from 5,000 miles away seeing your content and interacting with it. It's gonna boost your engagement and that's great, but at the end of the day, if you are a stylist who's wanting new clients, it's not gonna get more butts in your chair. So try to make at least 10 to 15% of your hashtags local on each and every post. So the last thing, actually, the second last thing I want you to consider is that you don't want to use the same hashtag set on every single post. The Instagram algorithm can pick this up as spammy and it does have the potential to limit the reach of those posts. Um, so for that reason I recommend having at least three different hashtag sets. You can save them in the notes app on your phone or if you use a scheduling platform like Later, which is my favorite, then you will be able to use the save captions feature. So Do not sleep on learning a great hashtag strategy. It is going to give you so much more of a result for your content creation efforts. The last thing that I will say about hashtags, because this is not a hashtags episode, but it's really, this one I I see happen a lot, is for some reason people are still putting their hashtags in the actual caption. And the problem with doing this is that you are giving people 30 opportunities to navigate away from your page before they even get to the comment section. So if you can, and I have tested this, I have tried and tested it and Instagram has come out and said, it does not matter if you put your hashtags in the comment or in the caption. So if you just want to try this, I have found that it's so much better for engagement because then people don't get shiny object syndrome and want to just click on a hashtag because it looks interesting. The one exception to this, which I've mentioned before, is if you're enter- entering a contest like One Shot or like a modern salon contest because they use third-party search engines to search the hashtags and. They can be a little bit harder to find if they're in the comments, but for the purpose of growing your business and for the purpose of reaching, whether it's local clients, even if you're an educator and you want to reach other stylists, you put them in the comments because it just looks cleaner. It looks less spammy. And also you have less of a chance of someone clicking on them and then going away. So that wraps up point two, use local hashtags. So number three that I see people doing um, that just doesn't work anymore. It's just not enough. Only posting photos of hair. Now, what I'm about to say is indisputable, but it might intimidate you. Don't let it. This is just important to understand to get to the next level in business. So when I say this, don't get, you know, scared or feel like come from a place of lack where you feel like there's not enough clients to go around. So, here's the facts. There are more talented hairstylists now than there have ever been before. The access to amazing education is unprecedented. You can learn from crazy talented hairstylists and educators from the back room of your salon, or like I've watched education videos when I'm having a bath on my phone. You can watch it from anywhere. So, my friend, great hair photos are important but they are not a good enough point of difference anymore. Great hair photos are expected. So that is something that you need to have down. That is something that you absolutely need to have, but that is just not going to be enough to transform um, followers into clients or even get people to follow you. Your clients want more. Your community wants more. Your audience wants more. People buy from people and they want to get to know you. Now, this is wishful thinking. So a client doesn't just see a hair photo and then book an appointment. That's not a realistic expectation anymore. So you need to deliver more with your Instagram strategy. What the goal is here is to build the know, like, and trust factor and nurture them through the client journey that ends up with them in your chair. And you're not going to do that by posting a ton of photos of the back of people's heads. So... As far as hair photos, yes, you do need to incorporate them because you do want people to see your work, but it's so much more important now to have a really well-rounded Instagram and social media and marketing strategy that hits people in the feels. People make emotional decisions, so you don't want to just be like, it's very difficult to have a visceral reaction to a photo of a great balayage. Like I said, there's more and more great hairstylists now, so there's more and more competition. What there's never gonna be competition on is being you and conferring that through your Instagram and also adding value for your clients. So, only posting hair photos is not enough anymore, my friend. All right, let's talk about number four, which is switching your Instagram strategy too often. Now, I get this. I really do. Like, I think that there is so much information now, it can get a little bit overwhelming for people. And, you know, the thing is that we are just subject to so much marketing nowadays that, you know, you'll see someone say, oh, you have to use reels or you might as well stop using Instagram. And you'll be like, oh my God, like, is that true? And it's usually from an account you trust. Maybe it's from someone that appears to be doing really well or has a lot of success. So you think like, oh my God, I have to change my entire strategy to make, just make reels. My full-time job is now making reels. And guess what? Like reels are great, but it's not the be all end all. Instagram does add new features and yeah, you might have to learn new things occasionally, but if you have a salon business and your intention or a beauty business behind the chair and independent beauty pro and your intention is growing and nurturing clients, I want you to take a deep breath and exhale because guess what? You do not have to worry about switching your whole strategy every time a new feature comes out. I promise you this, I am someone who does this for a living and yeah, I make a couple reels. I do some video, but honestly, my best performing content is still posts, still static posts, image and caption. And the reason for that is that my ideal clients like to read their captions. I am not someone, I shared on Instagram a couple weeks ago, I am not somebody who sits there and watches a ton of video on Instagram. I would much rather read the content and consume the content in that way. And the way someone writes a caption to me is more likely to influence whether or not I choose to do business with them rather than a reel or any of those kinds of things. So I can't be the only one. And if, again, if your strategy is to get people in your chair, you do not have to switch it all every single time you hear something new. You can definitely incorporate new features, and sometimes they're really fun. Like stories took off extremely quickly, and stories for a lot of people don't feel high pressure. For a lot of people, though, making reels and making video does. There is definitely a more of a skill cap, and it is something that you have to learn. So if you are feeling overwhelmed by that, trust me, my friend, you don't have to do it right now. You do not have to change up your entire strategy and just keep making the one thing because chances are your local clients, that's not all they care about. They want to get to know you. They want to get to know how you work. And there's a million different ways that you can incorporate video into your Instagram that don't involve switching everything up. So I've heard comments from Instagram educators that say feed posts are dead and you know what I've had feed posts reach tens of thousands of people this very month on a reasonably small account so you can still create content that's really engaging and is really valuable without having to just constantly re strategize. I've also heard people say that Reels tank their engagement, and I've heard people say that Reels made their entire account and tripled their following. So the moral of the story isn't whether or not you should adopt new types of content. It's more about the fact that every account is different, every business is different, and you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater every single time because consistency is really important, and consistency is what builds trust with your audience, which is a really great segue into the next point because the fifth and final fatal flaw that could be killing your revenue is not developing a clear brand identity um they saw now let me be clear branding is not optional i'm sure you've heard me say this before and I will link in the show notes a couple other episodes about branding that I've done so that you can really dive into this topic, but here's the cliff notes for the purpose of this episode and for the purpose of getting you to stop making this mistake. If you don't establish your brand intentionally, then people will draw their own conclusions and it's really not going to help you build that no like, and trust factor. So think about what you want to be known for who you serve and the life and business that you want to have. Authenticity is key and being true to yourself is the best way to build a sustainable brand, but there's more to it than that. There is so much more to it than that. And actually episode eight of the hairstylist rising podcast goes in depth on branding myths and what you should be doing instead. So you know where to get started. So If you are a beauty pro, an entrepreneur, you are your brand. Embrace it. Lean into it. (laughs) If you aren't getting return from your marketing efforts and everything seems to be falling flat, it's probably a branding and messaging problem. You have heard me say this before, but I want to go back to one of my favorite quotes. Marketing is like asking someone on a date and branding is the reason that they say yes. So you can be spending money on ads, you can be creating a ton of content, you can be posting every day, doing all the things, and if your branding and messaging are inconsistent and not representative of you and what you stand for, it's not going to go anywhere. So Cons- consistency is what's going to build trust with your audience. And I want you to really, really lean into that. All right. So let's recap. Here are the five mistakes. Again, number one, not responding to comments or engaging with your community. Number two, not using local hashtags. Number three, posting only hair photos. Number four, changing your strategy too often. And number five, not developing a clear brand identity. All right, friend, you have got some work to do. I want you to go through and make sure that you are not making any of these five fatal mistakes in your Instagram strategy and in your business. Take a screenshot if you're listening to this podcast and tag me at it's Jodi Brown and at Hairstylist Rising. And I would love to hear what you thought of today's episode. I will see you back here. Same time, same place next week.